A very common comment I get or question I get, I got three or four similar questions when I looked at the comments under my videos today, are something along these lines. What do you think of such and such teacher? What do you think of Locke Kelly? What do you think of Adya Shanti? What do you think of Rupert Spira? What do you think of, you know, on and on and on. So I get these comments all the time. Also, I get comments uh, along the lines of, what do you think about this specific practice, like the headless way? Or what do you think about breath work? Or what do you think about Wim Hof? Or what do you think about on and on, right? So I just wanted to make a video that generally addresses these types of questions because I don't really have time to answer each comment saying what I think about any particular modality or teacher or whatever. And moreover, I'm disinclined to comment on teachers publicly in general for various reasons. But as far as the question itself of what does Angelo think about this teacher? Or what does Angelo think about this practice or technique? If you have that uh, curiosity yourself, if you're inclined to ask me that, I would just ask you why it matters. Like, why not just investigate? Well, why does it matter what Angelo thinks? Because for instance, maybe I have an opinion of a certain teacher that I don't think they're a good teacher, let's say. You'd never probably hear that from me, but uh, if that were the case, and yet that teacher worked really well for someone else or for you, could work for you. So why would I say that? Why would I wanna cheat you out of that if that's a possibility, right? Or, um, you know, I could say, oh, this is, a, this is a really good teacher. This is the best teacher or something like that. And that teacher doesn't resonate with you. Doesn't mean there aren't other teachers that will resonate with you. So I may have different tastes or a different personality that aligns with different types of teaching styles or something. These are just general comments, but they're kind of pointing to like, why does it actually matter what I think? Uh, what really matters is whether they resonate with you, in my opinion. So the litmus test should be your own experience. If you're listening to a certain teacher or a certain type of pointing or using a certain type of practice, and it opens you, it opens you beyond conceptuality into undeniable presence, into undivided presence, undivided experience. That's it. That's all that's needed. That moment of perhaps contact or interaction or practice, and then just let the experience itself carry itself on. That's it. I think people in some way um, overemphasize the role of a teacher sometimes. Sometimes they underemphasize it probably, but you can certainly overemphasize that role of a teacher such that a certain kind of pointing or experience or practice opens you to presence, but then you immediately get back up into your mind, oh, wait, wait a minute, is, is this what they were saying? And start doubting, right? Start believing those doubt thoughts. Well, maybe they weren't saying this, maybe I should look into this other practice or this other teacher or, right? We all know this, this signature of the mind and the signature of doubt that just says, oh, I don't know, maybe I got it wrong, you know, blah, 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 blah. Don't believe those thoughts. Don't believe those thoughts. They're just hooks to pull you back into that world of mind identification, thought identification. You don't need 95% of the analysis you think you need or discernment around teachers and practices and all of it. Should be pretty obvious, right? 
If something someone says, if a way someone points or teaches or transmits puts you in your head, if it um, feels heady or it feels like that person has an agenda or certainly if they want something from you or want you to see them a certain way, that's what they're transmitting to you. Is that what you're interested in? Are you interested in going beyond all that identity? So if the transmission works, if it opens you beyond your identity and beyond their identity, that's good. That's what you're looking for. So then who cares what I say? Now, some people, um, certainly anyone could be duped in the right set of circumstances. No one's foolproof in that way. But some people, based on their conditioning and their background and personality type and so forth, are much more susceptible to being manipulated, to being duped by a, um, let's just say, <laughs> we could say fraudulent teacher because there are fraudulent teachers out there. But there's a lot of gray areas too. There are teachers who maybe do some good and have some clarity, probably aren't overtly aware that they're fraudulent, uh, but they can also mislead people and even harm people. There are cult leaders out there, right? Still, to this day. So all of that's out there. So this is why I wrote in my uh, teacher's chapter a bunch of very specific points about how to avoid manipulative people when it comes to choosing teachers, how to look for your own biases when it comes to looking for teachers, because a lot of it has to do with you. If you don't see your own biases, if you don't see that you want to give your will up to a teacher to avoid looking at what you really don't want to look at, um, then you're susceptible, right? You're susceptible to a teacher who will gladly overshadow your will with theirs and their charisma and all this stuff, right? Or suck you into a group uh, dynamic where everybody's vying for the teacher's validation and all this. None of that has to do with waking up. None of it has to do with the spiritual journey, but there are side effects and you'll see that around. So yeah, that's why I wrote the chapter about that. If, if you are susceptible to that type of thing, read the chapter and really look, look at the teachers you're interested in. Look at the teachers you've been around and look at your own beliefs about teachers and about enlightenment and so forth. That stuff can get really sticky. So I do have cautions about the process of choosing a teacher and the way you engage them and how much responsibility you put on them for your own awakening, which should be none. Your responsibility for your own awakening should be put on you only. And a good teacher, as I wrote in this chapter, will tell you that. And they'll show you over and over and over. No matter how much praise you try to pile upon them, they should continuously just point it back to you and say, thank you, but it's not on me to wake you up. You have to wake yourself up. I can't do it for you. I can't give you anything. That's what a good teacher says. And a good teacher shows you how to look backward into yourself, how to take the backward step, how to let go of identity, how to let go of even the identity around validation seeking and all the rest that comes with group dynamics. So those are some guidelines and I do lay them out in that chapter, but 
As far as an individual teacher, you have to decide that really. And you may get something out of a teacher or a teaching situation that's less than, let's call it um, above board or <laughs> less than benevolent. I mean, sometimes we learn from mistakes. We learn from getting ourselves into really bad situations. Sometimes we learn from other people telling us about them getting themselves into bad situations so we can actually avoid it. So both of those are ways to learn from unscrupulous people or bad situations. But at some point, you know, you got to leave that stuff behind. The, the drama and the uh, interpersonal dynamics and giving charismatic teachers too much permission to pretend they're enlightened and you're not and all that nonsense. <laughs> you just got to do the work yourself. That's what it really comes down to. So then when you're in that mindset of, okay, I'm done playing games with myself, my relationships, people around me, spirituality, teachers, all of it. And what I'm interested in is the real deal. Then this stuff gets a lot clearer. You know, listen to a teacher, feel into what they're saying. Is it direct? Does it open you? Is it supportive? Is it compassionate? Does it work? If it's a practice that they suggest, try the practice. Does it work? Does it bring you into the immediate? Does it open up presence such that the sense of doer, doership drops? The sense of self and other drops? There's a uncaused flow and spaciousness and clarity. If that's the case, great. But even then, how many times are you going to go back to that teacher? How many times are you going to apply the practice? The practices and teachers are only as good as where they point. Your own will, your own mind and intention and ability to apply a practice is only good, as good as where it points. Once the presence is there, once the presence is clarified, the presencing, the knowingness, the clarity, then that is the teacher. It's the teacher and the student. It's the self and the no-self. It's the bird call and the silence behind the bird call. And it's kind of the end of everything. Everything dissolves in this kind of presence. All of it, storylines, past and future, intentions, disappointments, frustrations, will, just dissolves. That's the teacher. Teaches itself, teaches no one. So, there are a lot of on-ramps, or let's say off-ramps, from the world of mind identification. Once you've taken the off-ramp, it's imperative at some point that you let the Let's call it the practiceless practice, carry itself forward endlessly. And my last uh, note on this video is I think Adyashanti is probably the best teacher. 
I've said that a bunch of times. There are a lot of really good teachers out there, of course. Um, but all in all, from top to bottom, he's the best I've seen. Uh, I really like Lisa Carnes, Violet from Violet Synergy, um, Suzanne Chang, very good. Josh is very good. Chris Gimond is very good. These are people I've referred others to, known people um, who've worked with them and had profound benefit, profound transformation. There are many others, I just can't think of them offhand. Eckhart Tolle is very good as far as his book, his talks are good. Um, I don't know anyone he's worked with, but directly. But there are many others, so explore and see what you think works for you. Interact with them if you can, go to some retreats, ask some questions. But no matter how powerful your experience with a teacher is, no matter how powerful the transformation or the transmission is, you're still gonna have to let go of that teacher. And this can be hard, especially when the transformation is powerful, the teaching is very powerful and it has been for you. You have a tremendous amount of gratitude. And even if the teacher doesn't want anything from you and they're not holding on to you at all, you can still feel something for them that there's some specialness there, but you'll have to let go of it at some point as well. You'll have to let go of all of it, which is the ultimate gift a teacher can give you. And that's why a teacher empty of self is imperative at some point, because if they're not, there'll be something they're holding on to you too, even if it's not obvious. It's much harder to let go of when they're holding on to you and you're holding on to them. When they're not holding on to you, but you still feel that there's something in you that wants to cling, wants to hold on to them, even as an idea in your mind, um, much easier to let go if they are empty. So. That's my answer. I am curious about uh, people's response to this or what their thoughts are on their general approach to teachers. If you're interested in leaving that in comments, I'd be curious, like, do you um, find that working with one teacher is best for you? Do you find that working at a distance is best or interacting directly? Or do you find working with a lot of different types of teachers and exposing yourself to different teachings is helpful. I'm curious on people's experience because even that I find there's variation. I know people who worked pretty uh, singularly with one teacher as they've gone through this process. Others, not at all. And many people more at a distance where they don't work directly with teachers so much or engage directly. 